Now, my last announcement is to introduce a very special friend of mine, someone that many of you know for a very long time. Um, Pastor Jim Jorgensen is here today to share the word. <laughs> Pastor Jim, uh, I've known him since I was probably like 19, 20 years old. You could come up. And as you know now, I'm about 25, so that's about five years ago, right? <laughs> and he's a great ble blessing. And something I appreciate about Jim is that he's a man of God, a man of character, and also consistency. You know, and the reason, as you know, there's not too many people we invite to teach from the pulpit here. We invite Jim because through the decades, God has used them powerfully to impact our lives, my life personally as well, and we know that God uses him, and he speaks truth into our lives, and so why don't we give him a warm welcome. Thank you. Oh, you, you Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So why don't you turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 11, verse 17. And so it says in the, the, this, this verse, And as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and, and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came, they went out of the city. In the morning, as they, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. And Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look at the fig tree you cursed and has withered. Have faith in God. And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that, that whatever he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so the Father in heaven may forgive you and your sins. And Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for this family in Christ, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your hand upon this church, Lord. I thank you, God that through the fire, that through the tribulation, that through the storms, that you are there, that you have been there all along. Give us as a church a trust in you to go forth into our destiny that you've called us as a church and as individuals. And I thank you, Lord, and I praise you, Father, in Jesus' name, and we thank you, Lord. Amen. And the title of my message today is 
a passion for fulfilling your destiny and, and the church's destiny. And so I really, I really believe that, that, that God, is, God is speaking to people right now that, 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 God wants, that God has assigned this church through the Holy Spirit uh, uh, an assignment to, to bring forth his kingdom to Elizabeth like no other church in this city. And I believe from God that, 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 that God, God, in order to fulfill this kingdom destiny that God has put in your heart, that God has put in this church, and I know the Lord has, has people involved in this church, in the government, in the, uh, in, uh, in, the, in the schools, in the hospitals, every place. This church has been real salt, has been real light for this community. But I want to tell you that in, uh, in moving in your kingdom destiny, one of the greatest things that you have to have is you have to have a zeal for your spiritual temple. And I'm telling you that, that when Jesus went into the temple here in Mark chapter 11, uh, verse, verse 17, and so when we read the Bible, we have to read all of the Bible, not just certain passages, but we read the whole thing together because it all flows together. There weren't chapters in the Bible when the Bible was written. It was all written together, and men put chapters in the Bible. Amen? So we read it all together, and then it makes sense in the context of what we read. it. And so, and so Jesus comes into the temple and there's an anger because his temple has become a den of thieves and so he says it is it not written my house shall be called a house of prayer to the nations so that is a prophetic word concerning your destiny because the temple of Jerusalem is no more. And Jesus destroyed the temple, and Jesus said, I'm, I, you will destroy this temple, and I will raise it up in three days concerning his body. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it says, in verse, verse 15, it says, Do you not know that you are a temple? That you, your body, is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So, in the, same, in the same light, you need to get a revelation that now the Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in a physical place. He dwells in you. And he dwells in you. He dwells in your spirit. He dwells in you. And so, so the Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit and you are the temple of the Holy Ghost and so when when Jesus was saying my house now you are his house my house 
will be called a house of prayer to the nations. The blessing of the seed of Abraham is in you. To be a blessing to the nations, a house of prayer, but will be a blessing to the nations. Now, I'm telling you that you have, have to have a passion to clean your house. And so there has to be a passion to clean everything that is, uh, everything that's dirty, every, uh, every nook and cranny, everything that's residual and generational, and break it off of you. Because I'm telling you that, that when you don't go through periods where, where you clean your house and you take an inventory, what am I letting in on my father's side, on my mother's side, on my grandfather's side? What patterns of the Adamic nature Am I allowing to come into my spirit that I am allowing to, uh, to come up into me? And so we have, we, have this, we, have this, um, we have this identity, and I believe that, uh, that all of us are, um, are, are walk, need to walk in the finished work of Jesus Christ and that Jesus Christ did everything on the cross. But there are people that we come into this place where we do not deal with the garbage in our lives we do not deal with the dirt in our lives we allow things we allow uh, we 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 allow uh, um sins and habitual sins that have happened in our family to come into our lives and, and come and, and, and bring us into a place that, that put us in a place of being stuck. That we have to come into a place that we understand that John the Baptist said when, uh, when, when he was announcing to Jesus, he says, the axe is laid to the root of the tree. And so... One of the things is, is in the church of Jesus Christ, many of us preach a gospel. All you have to do is receive Jesus into your heart and receive him as your personal Savior. Receive him as your Lord. Receive him as your Master. And Jesus wants you to know his love. And even, he wants you to know that he doesn't condemn you. But he forgives your sin. But in the sin in your own life, you have to come to a place where, where you see sin in your whole life and there's a zeal in you to get it out. And you repent of it. And that means whatever, what, whatever is blocking, even whatever, it's, whatever happened in your family, I repent of it on my father's side, on my mother's side, on my grandparents' side, on my great-grandparents' side, all the way back to Adam. And I break it off. And so I'm telling you that God wants you and me 
to be free from all obstacles that are stopping us in our kingdom destiny. That nothing that our fathers, that our mothers, that, uh, that, our, that things that are territorial in the city of Elizabeth's, that we're not falling in the same patterns. So when you come into a place like how, that Jesus, Jesus was, and you come into that place where you just say, zeal for my house has consumed me. And so I'm going to go into a place, and, and immediately when I fall in a sin, I repent, and I break it off. And, and I take the axe and I lay it to the root of the tree. And then I fill my house with the presence of the Lord, with the glory of God. So a lot of times uh, people go through these, these things. They go through recovery groups. They go through deliverance sessions. They go through a lot of different things. And, and they get touched and, and God moves on them but then they don't fill themselves with the presence of God. They don't fill themselves with the power of God. And the demonic powers come back stronger and stronger. And so you have to really have a zeal to, uh, to, to fill your house with his presence. And everything you tear down, you have to build an altar unto God. That part I tear down. Now I, I remember that sin. And now I put an altar that my members are committed to God. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Alcohol doesn't come here. Drugs doesn't come here. Gambling doesn't come here. Thievery doesn't come here. The spirit of, of death and suicide is broken off my life. I'm not going to yield to those thoughts. It doesn't come here. I'm, I, I'm, filling my, I'm filling my temple with the Holy Spirit. And so a lot of times that you think of being filled with the Holy Spirit as a one-time experience, one time where God just comes upon you. But we are, to, it says, to be being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a daily filling. It's a daily infilling. You just don't get filled one time. You get filled every day. You get filled with his power. You get filled with his glory. And so the Lord wants you to walk in the spirit. And when you walk in the spirit, the, the flesh has no power over you. And so I'm speaking to people right now that the Lord has just prophesied over this church that there's a powerful evangelistic calling. This is your time to reap a whole crop of souls. And God is going to fill this church. And so you have to come into a point where, where, where you understand that to get into the new, you have to break the old and you have to repent of it and forsake it. 
and you come into the place where God comes forth and his presence and power comes forth. And God wants you to become a house of prayer. Amen? And so a lot of Christians get this, get this misconception. Okay, well, um, the men, they, they go out and they, uh, and, and, and they work, and, and women are the ones who pray. It's not in the word of God. Men need to pray, not just women. We all need to pray. We all need to have prayer lives. We all need to have lives of worship. We, need, we all need to make our life and our family a house of prayer to the nations. God is speaking to people that, that you, you have to look at yourself. Okay, um, you yourself as a family are the church. And there are nations inside of you as a family. So when you understand that, that you as a family, you as a husband, you as a wife, you as children are a part of God's church. God of God's ecclesia called out. And God's saying to you, I've called you to be a house of prayer to the nations. And so when you understand that vision, God changes everything. He changes your perspective. He changes your life. He changes your purpose. Wow, I'm going to my job, and I have a purpose to reach my world for the kingdom. So this is the thing that people don't understand. God's not just calling certain charismatic, uh, uh, certain charismatic big-name speakers to come to places. He wants, to, he wants you to understand that you're the anointed ones of God, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you to preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim the recovering sight of the blind, and to bring the favorable, acceptable year of the Lord. And so the Lord is speaking to you. When you have that vision in your destiny, my destiny is, is to be a carrier of God's glory, to be a carrier of his presence, to be a carrier of his power. God gives you the faith. And you're not just into yourself. It's just about me. It's just about my blessing. It's just about, it's just about these things. Now, in, in the 18th verse, we read how, how Peter was marveled because Jesus cursed the fig tree and then he came back and the fig tree withered. And so it was the fig tree symbolic of, of Israel and Jesus was prophesying that, uh, that the withering of Israel, which, which became a nation again in 1948. And, and so... And so he's, he, he was talking about the kingdom. And he said it concerning the kingdom. He says, have the faith of God. 
And so when God tells us to have faith, he's not just telling us to have faith for, uh, for things, for houses, for, uh, um, for, for, for money, for things that we want or need. He's talking about faith to be that house of prayer to the nations to bring all men unto Jesus. So Jesus told his Jesus told the people after he raised Lazarus to, from the dead he said if I be lifted up I will draw all men unto me. And so you come into that place when he's lifted up he'll draw all men unto me. But to have that faith, you need to walk in that cleansing. You need to allow God to cleanse the temple. And so I've shared this story many times where, and, and Ralph is here and has a wonderful testimony of how, how, the, how he dropped so much weight and he looks so good. And... And, and so many people know the testimony that I was more than 350 pounds for over 15 years. And I got to a point in, in, 2000, uh, in 2013, I went out to preach in a church. And I was preaching in a church in Long Island. And, and I, I, fe- I felt this... Um, I felt something going on in my heart before I was preaching, and 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 I and I I felt pain just shooting from the left side to the right side in my heart. And then when I was preaching, I hardly could finish the message and speak, and and I and the pastor wound up driving me back to Albany, and 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 somebody followed me in in my car, and and the next day I went to the went to the uh, to the um, the, the hospital and, and and got it checked out. I was brought to, to an ambulance. My EKG was high. And there was a flashback of of the Lord spoke to me and said to me, Jim, if you don't take care of your temple, you're not gonna live much more on the face of the earth. And I remembered my father who died in 1990, uh, 1996, and and my father my father died in uh, in, a, in a heart atta- with a heart attack in 1996 on on the uh, the Atlantic City rest stop, and so so it was a wake up call. I said, God, I'm going to do it, and my EKG was high, my blood pressure was high, and right when I said that, everything changed. And they took it again, and, and everything went down. And they said, you could, be released to, uh, uh, you could be released from the hospital and go home. But then I went on this program, and this program said that I can't eat, I can't eat anything in my li- uh, uh, that I like. I can't eat bagels with butter on them. I can't eat pasta. I can't eat rice. I can't eat pizza. And I have to eat Broccoli. And I hate broccoli. <laughs> and so 
the woman that was working, was my assistant at the time, was working, working at me, was coaching me. Uh, I said, don't worry, uh, um, you'll begin to like broccoli. I remember having broccoli uh, with, with the soup, with the protein packs they gave me, and I just spit it out. But then I, I just began to, uh, just began to say to myself, in Christ. Now I, I've been crucified with Christ on, my, uh, on the cross. Now uh, I've died to all carbohydrates, all chocolate chip cookies, and, uh, and Oreos, and things that I used to like. And I'm telling you, the Lord brought forth just a, just a faith and a strength to go through the whole program, and I lost 121 pounds in nine months. And, and the Lord gave me the victory and, and 30 pounds more, but still, still doing well. And so it came with the understanding, I have to break what's in my generational pattern and I have, to, uh, I have to clean my house, clean my temple from all poisons, from all toxics, anything that's, uh, that's keeping me from, from what God has called me to be, the, the, the life and the vitality. And so I'm telling you, you come into that point, and then you come into that point, but the hardest thing is, is not so much losing, it's maintaining. And so a lot of times, people can be delivered. It's easy to get delivered. It's easy to get healed. Jesus does that. His power is here. His glory is here. But you have to come into a point where you fill your temple. And you fill your temple with the spirit, with the spirit of God with the presence of God. And then the Lord begins to fill you with faith. When you become a house of prayer, he gives you his love, his compassion for people. And so I'm telling you that, that when you don't pray, you cannot move in the compassion that God wants you to move for people. And so I'm telling you, like, like, there are a lot of times that a lot of people have that attitude. I don't care. I don't care about the people around me. I don't care how many people are dying. I don't care about what's happening. All I care about is my personal blessing. But when you begin to, to have the faith of God, you and you become clean and you fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. You begin in the Spirit to have a faith that's not yours, it's God's faith. And all of a sudden, the limits are broken off. And you can come into a place where there's a lot of atheists, there's a lot of gamblers, there's a lot of thievery, there's a lot of spirit of death, there's cancer, there's all these types of things where you live, where you work. 
and you just have the faith of God that God's spirit is on you and that God is going to use you and, and you're, you're not looking about what people are saying, what people are doing. You are understanding that you have the faith of God. And, and you say to the mountain, be moved, be moved, and cast into the sea. And your identity is not as as somebody's son, as somebody's daughter, it's as a son and daughter of God. And that you know, that you know that the Holy Spirit is with you, that the power of God is with you, that the presence of God is with you. And I'm telling you, when you have the faith of God, you can go in places where, where people don't believe and you have the faith, and you, and, and you come forth, and you say, hey, can I pray for you? I sense that you're feeling down. I sense that you're lonely. I sense there's a hole in your heart. And one of the things that you need to do is when you're out there in the world, don't use church talk. Don't go, thus saith the Lord, the Lord would say to you, You come on people and you just sense what the Holy Spirit is saying to them. And you have faith in God that Jesus came to, uh, to heal all those who are oppressed by the devil. So I don't look at people as atheist, agnostic, Jewish, um, um, uh, Muslim, uh, Muslim, um, a, a Muslim, and and uh, what faith they are, what nationality they are, what traits they are. I look at people oppressed or free. And Jesus wants you to understand that he came to heal all those who are oppressed by the devil. And so when you understand that, there is a compassion in you that you go to the pain spot in a person's heart, in a person's body, in a person's life, whether it be their mind, their body, their, uh, uh, their, uh, their emotions. You go into the spot that's in pain and you bless it and you speak to it. So many times people get tripped up in the prophetic because they don't understand that, that when you prophesy, what you're doing is blessing people. So God has called you to bless people. And so I'm called to bless the nations. God has called me as a house of prayer, a blessing, to the nations. So one of the main things is that when I'm out there, people know how much, how much sin they have in their lives. They know they've been accused of, of, be, of being sinners, of doing this and that. 
but they need to be blessed. They need to know that the God of heaven loves them. And they need to know that when you come into a place where, where you come into a place where you're blessing them. And so I'm telling you that there is a lot of people that, that have, this, have this method. You know, you, you invite people to church. You invite people to events. You invite people to, to this. You invite people to that. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But I'm telling you, the greatest way that you're going to get people to church is by being the blessing first. You are a conduit of God's blessing. You're a conduit of God's glory. So people don't care what the building looks like. Oh, this is a beautiful theater. Oh, beautiful ambiance. Oh, I love that right over there. I love that right over there. This is gorgeous. I can go into the most beautiful buildings anytime I want to. I could pay $15 to go into better-looking theaters than this one. I don't care about buildings. I care about people. And so you come into that place where, where you come and say, I'm going to bless the people. And I'm going to bless their lives. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to hit the spot of pain. I'm going to go into that spot right now. Then you were rejected, abused, and abandoned. And I'm going to pull out the pain. Say, son, don't give up. Son, go forward. Son, I have a destiny. Tiene un destino grandote sobre tu vida. No te rindas, dice Señor. Porque mi corazón de Padre Celestial es sobre tu vida, es sobre tu alma, es sobre tu corazón. En el nombre de Jesús. Go to the other side. Move forward now, says the Lord. So when you have that faith that of God, and you're not looking about what people look like, what they're thinking about you. You're just saying, I'm going to bless people and I'm going to destroy the works of the devil. And so God has put you in a place where he wants you, he, he wants you to comfort the disturb and disturb the comfortable. And so Lord, speaking to people right here, right now, I'm calling a bunch of movers and shakers. I'm calling a bunch of people that are not afraid and, and really understand that they are called to be a house of prayer to the nations. That there are nations in your spiritual womb.
And there are people that God would say to you, I want to win them to the kingdom. I want to win them to the kingdom. So I'm telling you, when you have the faith of God, God puts you in a place and, and you're in a place where, where everybody is an atheist. Everybody's an agnostic. Everybody doesn't believe. And remember in 2009, it was put in a place and uh, in this foundation, and, and, they, and, and they told me, I want you to speak to, uh, to, to 25, uh, tw- uh, 25 parents of these kids that were, uh, uh, 25 parents of these kids that the kids were dedicated to Satan when they were each six, six weeks old. So I was saying to my I was saying to myself, I'm like, hama, 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 what am I, what am I do? And I read these verses, have the faith of God. And if you say to the mountain, be moved and be cast in the sea. And so, so God does not want, God tells you to have the faith for your mountain in your life, whatever is stopping you from blessing people, whatever is stopping you from, from being the house of prayer to the nation, you need to say to that mountain, mountain, be moved, be cast into the sea. And so all of a sudden when I read those verses and I broke all the spirits of witchcraft and idolatry, over that place, God gave me the faith to prophesy over each and every one of them. And they were crying. And I asked them, how many of you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior? And 25 of them came up and received the Lord Jesus and renounced Satan. And so when you have the faith of God, what it does, it brings you in a realm of creativity. Now, every person, wherever you are, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a banker, whether it be a businessman, God wants you to have the faith of God wherever you are in your kingdom, and the kingdom of God is within you. That means when you have the faith of God, you're going to release a creativity that you don't know that you have. God's going to give you an idea. He's going to drop into you a vision of what he wants to do. And as you step out into it and you move out to it, it comes to pass. And so I pray for people and what I do when I pray for people, I birth visions. And wherever I go, I love to go to small churches and make them big. Amen? Amen. I love to go to places right in the groundwork and blow them up. And you don't see me going to a lot of churches of 1,000, 2,000, 5,000. Not that I won't go if I was invited. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that, that God is for 
the churches that need a word, that need the word of God, a power and life to them, to be brought forth, to bring the creativity, to see the mustard seed grow into an explosion. And God is speaking to people right now. And he's saying, I want you to have the faith of God. I want you to have the faith of God. That right now, God's taking the oppression. He's taking the pain. He's taking the guilt. He's taking the shame. And he's putting into you his faith to move those mountains. And he's speaking to you that I'm giving you faith to move the mountains, and I'm saying to you that you're going to come and you're going to pray and your prayers are going to be, be answered because they're prophetic prayers that come forth in faith through the mouth of God and your prayers are turned into, the, into prophecy because you're, you're, you're praying in faith and whatever you ask, believe, yet you receive, and it shall be yours. So there are people here, God is just saying to you that you're going to move in the spirit like you've never moved before. You're going to see the power of God. You're going to see the glory of God. You're going to see his presence move in your life like you've never moved before. And what God wants to do is that when you have a passion to your, for your house and you clean your house, and then you fill your house with God's spirit and his glory. And then you go forth and say, I'm going to bless people. I'm going to strengthen people. And I'm speaking to you. God's going to give you creativity. He's going to move you in a new faith, a new dimension in him that you've never moved in before in your life. And so God is speaking to people by the Spirit. So I want to pray right now. I think it's 1218. So I saw somebody's watch. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I, I mean, yeah, sometimes I prophesy numbers, but I'm not that accurate. <laughs> Glory to God. So right now, God wants to do something powerful here. Why don't you, everybody, raise your hands. And Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, I just pray that right now, Lord, that everyone here would have a passion for their destiny, a passion for, uh, for their lives, for their, their temple to cleanse it and to make it pure and holy and to fill it with your Holy Spirit, to fill it with your power, to fill it with your glory. I pray right now that you 
would bless your people in such a powerful way, Lord God, that you would encourage them, that you would give them the identity as sons and daughters, that all the orphan spirit, the spirit of rejection, the spirit of abandonment, that, uh, that everything that, that has hindered them will be broken off their lives right now in Jesus' name. All curses of witchcraft, all curses of addiction, all curses of idolatry, all curses of of thievery uh, would be broken off of the people of God, that now we would walk as Christ, that we would be free from, uh, from, from the from the law, from, from, the, from the powers of darkness. And right now, we thank you, God, that the glory of God is filling our temple. And right now, we proclaim that we're carriers of God's glory, that we're carriers of God's glory, that we're carriers of God's glory, that right now, Lord, in our temples, there's a prophetic intercession coming up. There's a prophetic intercession of the Spirit. Lord, that you're you're interceding. You're interceding. You're interceding. Lord, that we don't know what you want us to do. You don't know. We don't know. You don't know where, where to go. Lord, we're dead to our own agenda. We're dead to our own agenda. We're alive to you. And we ask you, Lord God, to cleanse us, to fill us, to fill this temple with your power with your glory, with your presence. We, we, take, we take and we put us under, and we, well, we break all oppression, all sickness, all fear, all anxiety. We break all strife in relationships, in the houses, in, in the, with husbands and wives, with sons and daughters. We break the spirit of rebellion off of the houses in this church. And we pray right now that your favor, that your glory, that your power will be manifested in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we thank you for freshness coming over, Lord, your people right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Why don't we thank Jim for coming and for sharing. And as you can tell, he is uh, a man of integrity. Uh, He could have easily said that the Lord told him what time it was, (laughs) but he saw it on someone else's watch. But Jim, thank you so much. And Matt, um, we pray that you were blessed. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And just know that uh, as a reminder, we do have a volunteer. If you're a volunteer, uh, we're going to have our meeting at 1 o'clock here in the main theater. God bless you.